podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Howdy, folks, and we are back. Remember, as always, our show is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. They have the best player perks in the business. And with our promo code BOYS25, you can get a 100% match up to $1,000 plus 25 of free play. So before college basketball season gets started, be sure to make your deposit and start playing. Remember, when you win, they pay mybookie.ag. Um, before we get started, just a little disclaimer, we are going to pretend that OU game did not happen, and we are going to air a basketball preview show that we recorded with Matt Hall from KSO on October 19th. Uh, it's a great show. Hopefully you'll enjoy it and forget, forgive us for not wanting to talk about that game versus Oklahoma because it was poor. So let's get into the show. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise. For your haunted wildcatters of spooky Bosco boys. I don't know how to start this, guys. Uh, we uh, well, we're here. Now, you just did. We, yeah. we are recording. We're at a... I don't have any special thing to say. We're, um, we're on a away territory. This is on Matt's turf. Kinda, you're kind of on the road today. Yeah. I've mean, been on the road a lot recently. Like I feel very comfortable. In the, this is the table we would do this at, too. So Grant specifically I, asked I said, for this you know table. what? We're going to post up right here. Yeah. And if you guys haven't picked it up, that's Matt Hall from KSO. Yeah. How could you not pick it up? Everyone should know what he sounds like. You know, he's on K Man on what thir- Wednesdays? Every Wednesdays single day. Countless oh, yeah. do Thursdays. K Dog, kids, uh, kids or something. Whatever. Have you guys noticed since you've done the show that your your sound, your own voice doesn't bother you as much anymore? Have you? No, it still bothers yet? me. I never listen to the shows. Yeah. I can't I, do it. I listen twice and I take notes to try to get better, but it's. But it's, every time you speak, you're like, ugh. Oh yeah, yeah. I hate every single every my single voice. time. Well, now that people say that I I sound like Aziz, it's like you do actually. I, damn I, it. I still don't. I hear, absolutely hear it. I don't hear it. When I saw somebody posted, I don't know if it was on our side or where, but I saw that and um, it never it never registered until I saw the post, and it's absolutely accurate. I'm gonna work on an Aziz impression, and I'm just gonna do like. I'm gonna nail it. I'm gonna nail his voice. If it's really as close as people say, then I it shouldn't be too I bet hard. In six more months, you guys will think your voices are fine. Like I used to hate mine, and then you hear it enough, and you're like, ah, well, "That's fine." If, if he's not listening back to our shows, he's never gonna that's get true. used you're never to it. Used it's not necessarily it. my voice. It's like, why did I say that? That was dumb. I could have said something better than that. You sounded like an Aziz right there. But <laughs> yeah, I, I did kind of sound like Aziz right there. <laughs> but it is amazing how like you, you'll sit on you know Twitter or whatever, and you hear announcers on ESPN say something stupid. And, that's so dumb. Why would they say that? And then you get put on a microphone, and you realize you start to say stuff that's not really well thought out. Yeah. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. I only say super well thought out, perfect stuff. <laughs> Except for I think I tried to say Kendall Adams played well versus Oklahoma State, and he didn't even play. So <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. I, I said. This to one of you guys, but you know, talking about your your Ian Campbell and Reggie Walker pod, like an idea I wanted to steal is, is have guys like that on, but then ask them, hey, you know, you were players and you had to get asked these stupid questions by the media for years, and you probably thought in the back of your head, like, why would they ask that? Do you ever find yourself now, either on pregame or whatever, saying stuff that's just so cliche uh, that you never thought you would? Because I think it's fascinating how you think you'd never talk like that, and then you get put on a camera, and all of a sudden you're saying, oh, you know, it's just catching the ball at its highest point, you know, and every cliche you can think of in sports. Well, no, no, it's crazy. I don't think I've seen anyone really talk about this, but if you look at former K-State football players now getting into the media game, it's a little crazy. We have a handful of friends of the pod. You got Travis Tannehill. You have Reggie Walker. You have yep. Ian Campbell. Then you got guys like Ben, ben Lieber, Lieber doing. Yep. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's more than an average school or not, but, I mean, so many of them are from the last – 10 to 15 years, you know, yeah, it does seem to be blown up a little bit, right? And, you know, Lecky's on 610 and 810 yep. all the time. He's on K-Man, I think, once a oh, week, Oh, yeah, too. and he goes on K-Man. I think Kevin Lockett's on K-Man once a oh, week, yeah. maybe. Love Former Kevin. cats love the media, probably because they uh, get a script to say to you guys while they're still playing. Right, that's They, they, they true. Get, get them pretty in line, but, you know well, what? that's the route to go, man. If you don't like going to coaching, hit the media, you're right. set. Definitely, I agree. Well, we aren't going to talk a lot about football, Um uh, 
If you guys are looking at the description, hopefully I remembered to say something about we're going to talk about basketball. It's not even a K-State podcast today. We're just talking. You we're know? just going to talk. Oh, just gonna no, hang out. I thought this was still K-State. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay. It's kind yeah, of like a hoops preview. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, hoops preview. When you guys are listening to this, I think it's going to be, what, three or four days before the first exhibition game? First exhibition's on 11-2? No- November, November 2nd is what stuck out yeah. in my mind. Yeah. So uh, probably if this is going to be released when I think it's supposed to, three or four days before. So we're going to talk a little bit about it and who else but, you know, our best friend in the K-State world, Matt Hall. Sorry, Kellis, you don't come on enough. He doesn't. Uh, you're dropped. I never thought I'd see the day where you drop. But I call Kellis Hall's, every single day. I always feel kind of like guilty. I don't feel good about that. No, you, you – hey. Know? I, there's a lot of people who tried to take that number one spot in my heart from Kellis, and you've done it. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Kellis. And if you don't watch yourself, but, you know, D.Y. might go up there, too. Ooh, because D.Y. wants to be on this show. Like, I think D.Y. would come on every time, every week if you asked him. Remember I would the love first, to get him the first or second episode when we did, you guys did the Kellis socks and sandals thing? And oh, yeah. That was a good time. That was oh, a yeah, good that, time. that yep. really didn't stick. We thought that yep. we were going to be able to put people in the doghouse every right. week. But, but then almost no one did it to Kurtz when we tried to do Tim, so we retired it. We might have to bring it back. Maybe that's why. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> we don't but, need to get into anything. But, but we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about hoops. We have a few talking points. We have some predictions. And then because Grant loves playing games, I'm going to come yeah. up with something on the fly as we go. Uh, but the first thing we threw out here, and we talked to Bruce about this, and Matt. Congratulations, and Fol- first of all, guys. I mean, like, <laughs> let me rant for like 30 <laughs> seconds and I'll stop. But just this podcast has come so far in the last year. And a year ago, you know, you guys are just kind of randomly, uh, no, the wrong way, but throwing together a show. I'm listening to it during the NCAA tournament and think, oh, this is pretty good. And not even a year later, you have Bruce Weber on the show. He's taking it serious as he should. And that's just that's just cool. So, pretty, yeah, pretty pretty gosh darn cool. It's absurd, actually. It w- it really when is. I think about it, it's like, yeah. how in the hell? I mean, we've got players coming in our DMs like, right. this is this is such a good show. Like, we, I want to get on. It's like, how did we get this far so quickly? But. Uh, I guess I'm it's because we're just elite. Probably because yeah. just we're talent, probably uh, the, the cream rises to the yeah. crop, all yeah. those kind of things. We're, we're you know? five-star podcasters. <laughs> that, that must be what it is. You know? uh, but, but, but we talked about this with Bruce. The, this K-State basketball team, they're returning so much production. Yeah. What? And first off, it's insane how much they do. But, Matt, what, what does this group of guys, what do they need to improve on the returning pieces to really take that next step? And when I say next step, I mean maybe contend for the Big 12. Yeah. Being uh, in the top tier, making another run to the second weekend. And, uh, you know, they were voted number two by the coaches. Yep. So I think everyone's anticipating it. But what do they have to do to take that next step and maybe dethrone KU? I think it's the most boring answer, but I'll start with it. It really is rebounding. I think if you go through last year what they struggled with it was probably that to an extent uh, it's a really really good defensive basketball team but too many times they, they couldn't end it by getting a rebound so I think if you're going to give the kind of the black and white basketball answer that's it I think the more fun thing to talk about is what they need to improve upon or what needs to happen is and this will sound cliche and corny but I believe it is 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 really believing they're the best team in the big 12 and a, and a national championship contender I think they believe that like I think if you asked them all they'd say yeah we we absolutely are but I think they have to really get that ingrained in their head because, as, as I think it was Jake Poland said after Midnight's Ma- Midnight no, Madness in Manhattan, yep. uh, they're going to get a lot of teams' best shots, and that's going to be unique for them. Uh, and I, I think that's going to be – it's going to be believing that they deserve that and, it's, and all this recognition and then playing like it because I think – I think they probably are pretty close to as good as Kansas. You know, I think Kansas has some really exciting young talent, and they're going to be a great basketball team. But I'm not sure that they're markedly better than K-State. Uh, and I think K-State has to believe that. Uh, and, every, and every player. Does Barry Brown? Yes. Does Dean Wade? Yeah. Does Cam Stokes? Yeah. Does Cartier Jada? Probably. You know, as you go down the line. But does Mac McWayne? I don't know. Does does i'm sure mike mcgirl does but i'm just he, saying i think he is so swaggy with exactly. those dreads he my has, god do you like his dreads oh i love it oh, I, give, I, give me the crazier hairdo i i like love Alfred it Payton, would yes. you go for, okay well and then blake young do you remember the one yes. day he let yes. his cornrows yeah. out and he just went like ludicrous style fro that was yeah. great um grant you went to madness uh, and I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Last year, you really dove back into going all in on basketball. You know, probably was your secondary of the two sports. Uh, but from your perspective, w- what does this team need to do to take that next le- next step? Gosh, I don't know. I, I still have a lot of questions about like the front court. Um, I know we saw flashes of, you know, Mayween playing on 
taking it to the next level last year, but he's still like super inconsistent. Um, I know you know we added Trice, which could be a great big positive, but we don't know how he's going to adjust to the next level. We need to see more from like Shad and Love, but we really need to take the next step in the front court. I think we have the yeah. guards to play at a very high level in college basketball, and college basketball is pretty much all about guards. So we need to see a big step from guys like you know Mayween and Trice needs to do what we think he can do so yeah i I agree with you and i asked this to your guys' podcast i brought up you know the outside of dean wade the post guys are they good enough to really do it and grant's right college basketball is it's a guard driven league and i think you know one through three that position our depth you can go against almost anyone in the country but i do have my worries there because if you look at elite teams you look at some folks in the big 12 i mean you know folks hate KU but you know they bring back Azubuki you know and Mayween he did play well against KU but can he consistently be a guy who could stop elite big men because that's something I feel like we haven't had maybe ever you know I love Gip I love J.O. I love DJ but when they went up against the best of the best post guys usually got theirs against us absolutely and i'm with you guys on the mac con- mac concern i mean i i think he had like you re- kind of referenced he had a great game against ku in the big 12 tournament but doke didn't play that game uh, i think that's the Ooh, yeah i forgot about right that. i mean i think that's i think that's the concern the concern too i think he's a good player and i think he's getting better um but i, I don't know that he is i just don't know that he's what this team needs that doesn't mean he can't be a big piece and that he won't be a big piece in the future too because i think i think when dean's gone mac will become a much bigger piece but I just think you know that fifth guy, whether you call it the four or the five or whatever, uh, on, on this team has to be able to handle guys like that. Uh, whether it's Doke or uh, you know or the Lawson guys from KU or whoever or whoever it is, um, I think they have to be able to hold their own. They don't have to shut them down. And Austin Trice, as much as I like him, I mean he is thick and he is you know he's he's well built, but he is only six seven. You know so that's a limit too. So I think you're right. I think that's the concern. And you have no idea, you know. Yeah. what he's going to do. Right, correct. I mean, coming into the Big 12 from JUCO, it's such a massive step in, in you know, talent and competition. But I'll tell you what, Mac certainly has the body type to be defending he, Doak he, this year because he, he is, looks absolutely in the massive. I mean, I you can't tell. You really cannot tell how much bigger he is in, in pictures. Like, when I saw him at I don't know. Some person, of those videos they were doing from the off season. I he looks he big. is huge in per I mean in person I was like he, oh my god his back and his shoulders are just all those massive. guys really even look, even Dean when you look at him now I, I mean like a picture of Dean like like yeah. he looks massive yeah no pull I, it up I, I I love it um and, and we started t- <laughs> touching on Austin Trice and again we we have so much coming back but we have Austin Trice coming in you have Sean Neal Williams coming in right. who is now starting to get an unreal amount of hype. You know, what do these two have to do to be contributors on this team? I think they both will be, uh, and probably faster than maybe I even anticipated. With Trice, it's what you guys have talked about. He's He's got to rebound and play defense and provide energy. And all that stuff, again, is kind of cliche and corny, but it really is what his role will be. For for Sean Neal Williams, it's it's different. I, you're right about the hype, but I'm going to add to it. I mean, he... From just a pure point guard skill set, he's probably the most gifted they have. He's not a better player than Barry Brown or Cartier Jotter or Mike McGurl or Cam Stokes at this point. But I think he he is the most complete, at least from a talent perspective, point guard they have. So uh, I think both those guys will play will play roles. But I, it's easier for me to design Trices where Neil Williams, because of what you guys said, they have three, four, five guards who can really play. How does he fit in? Um, so I don't know what his role will be, but I think he's he's going to be too good not not to have one. And I know the the coaching staff feels the same way. And that brings me into the segue of like the next follow up conver- or question I had. You have a seemingly healthy Cam Stokes. You have Barry Brown. You have uh, Xavier Sneed, Cardi, Mike McGurl, yeah. and now Sean Neal Williams. What is that rotation going to look like? I mean, they were planning on redshirting Mikey McGurl. Right. Last year, and now you hear McGurl obviously saying he's not going to redshirt. Sean Neal Williams saying he's not going to redshirt. So, what is that rotation going to look like? Because if any of these, if everyone lives up to the hype, I mean, there's egos involved. Of course, yeah. I don't know how they're going to handle all that. You have to wonder, and I'm probably going to do a poor job answering your question, but is there's there become a real temptation to slide X down to the four and Dean to the five and, and play more of those guys. Um, we just all talked about how guard oriented college basketball is. And I think we all agree on that. You wonder if at some point your best lineup isn't, uh, you know, Cardi, Mike, 
Barry, X, and Dean. You know, I mean, and, and you try to force those guys like Doak and Lawson that maybe you can't handle with Trice or Moane to turn around and guard X and Dean. That's on, what on you the other see, end. like out of the elite teams today, yeah. like just teams that are just stroking. And, and I don't know. Right. And that could be a scary line. I mean, if, if they feel comfortable with Dean being able to guard another team's five, I don't know why you wouldn't at least roll that out there and give it a try. Um, and that brings a, a question. I don't know how many of these we're going to ask because, quite frankly, the boneheads need to get a little bit better at asking questions. <laughs> boneheads. But Matt Maynan did ask, M. Maynan 3, is the Sean Neal Williams hype oversold? Should we expect him to be a consistent contributor? You answer that. You don't yeah. think the hype is oversold, and you are saying he's going to contribute. I don't. Right. I don't think it is, and I'm going to be guilty of adding to it. But I know talking. You know, you can talk with you know Coach Weber like you guys did, or, or Coach Lowry, and that kind of stuff. I think they genuinely see him as. Not that recruiting rankings are mean everything, but I, I really believe they believe he's a, a top 100 four-star type kid. And I think Eric Bossing from Rivals would say the same thing. Well, I mean, thing. he was close. I mean, he, he was in the top 150 he, he for a little while. He went back and forth in the 150. And, it, and I think if he would have ended up going to prep school, which I think is a big win that he didn't it, have. It probably to, is. He might have been a top 70 kid. Right. I think because I think Bossy, who I think does a great job in Rivals, I think they thought he wasn't going to qualify. And to be quite honest, uh, I thought he wasn't either until he did. So, and that factors into that kind of stuff. If he was a full qualifier the whole time, yeah, man. I mean, so I guess my point is, like, if you look at him not like just a regular fringe top 150 kid and think, oh, what if it was Kevin McCuller? You know, you would expect Kevin McCuller to make a big impact if he were healthy. They're very different players, but Sean Williams is probably similar in, in his talent level. So, uh, I just, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to keep him off the floor, Um especially with how much they value defense and how good of a defender he is and can be. They'll be growing pains for sure, and, and yeah. same for him and Trice. So I'm, I'm talking like both are going to be all like 12 guys. They will, they will struggle at times. But, yeah, he's, I, don't think the hype's too, I don't think the hype's too much for him. I don't necessarily think it is either. I think he might legitimately be like our most talented guard on the roster. Yeah. I don't think that's a stretch. Um, you know, seeing him in person kind of changed my perspective on him a bit. Um, he's like super long. He's quick. He's got great vision. He's a way better shooter than I expected him to be. Right. Um, but, you know, the problem is probably just his late arrival. Like, you know, we learned from Bruce talking yeah. to Bruce. You know, he's he's way behind. He's not quite there physically. And he's not quite there mentally mental either. Yeah, his mentality isn't quite there. I mean, he wanted to sit out of practice because he was a little <laughs> banged out, and Bruce wasn't having that. You know, right. his guys practice. Uh, you that know. may not be too typical or too yeah. atypical of, like, a freshman sure. coming yeah, into but, the but next it, level. It, it, it was a little – it was funny to it hear him talk funny. about that. And here's a question <laughs> for you guys. It was on the outline. With this guard depth, if you were the one calling the shots, if you were the one making the decision, would you decide to redshirt any of these guards? I don't know. Man. Um, it, I had In a thought, vacuum. If, if, yeah. if you could say everyone's going to be healthy, which you can't say, but in a vacuum, if you could say – you're not going to run into any injury issues. Would you redshirt guys? I mean, I personally, I I'm a massive it, fan of redshirting guys, and uh, you know, I I was excited when I thought we were still going to have four years of Mikey McGraw after last year, and I was a little bummed that we burnt it. And I'm almost kind of looking at Sean Neal Williams as like, all right, yeah, you know, yeah. with all that depth, he came in late. Would it be better to redshirt him? But I, I feel like you, you're Actually, leaning towards no because you think he could bring so much. I, this is where I, I, I get guilty of sitting on the fence and seeing both sides and I can't make a decision. But like I, I guess I say no just because they have a shot at winning the Big 12 this year and perhaps you know a lead eight Final Four type season. And if Sean Neal Williams can make any difference at all in that, I think you have to play him. On the flip side, though, yeah, a guy like Mike and Sean is fifth-year seniors. I mean, will contribute significantly more than Mike did last year. That kind of stuff. So I see both. I see both sides for sure. I I just, I just think with the with the chance they have this year, they got to play everybody. Got to go who all get in. you there. Yeah, I I'd probably redshirt them. You know, with the perspective of all of that depth that we have, it is going to be hard to squeeze him in and get him like legitimate minutes. But also, you know, we don't really know how he's going to acclimate to the next level. So it just kind of feels like, I, do we really need to waste this year on him? I think it would be probably wise to have have him coming off redshirt next year, get him in the system for an entire year so that he knows he's caught up and he's got all of that. It, it, it would create some more separation in a good way, too, in your yeah. guard classes. You yeah, know? But, I mean, yeah. But, I, but I will say, and you're 100% right, when you have these types of seasons, you can't let them go. Um, you know, I, I understand why maybe last year you, you didn't know you're about to make an elite eight run. And right. back to the matter, the Big Twelve season wasn't overly special, so that's what made the decision to possibly redshirt Mike a little bit easier. Um, 
but but we'll move on to that. We talked about Mac. We talked about Trice a little bit. Uh, but you do have some other guys who have been in the program a little longer. You have Stockard, you have Love, and you have Shad. What are you hearing about their offseason? And yeah. are any of those guys going to be able to step up? Because someone needs to start separating themselves from that pack. The, really, there's two of them that I would be interested in talking. I mean, all of them. I, James Love, I'll start with, and he's the one that I think is less likely to. I think the issue with Love is, um, and I guess what his value is, is he is extremely well-liked by that team. Uh, and there and there is value in that. And he's a guy who, who played some last year and showed some flashes. But I do think he's just to me he's he's behind the other two. Shad's the most intriguing to me. Uh, and they would all tell you, Coach Lowry, and him, that he's by far the best athlete out of that group, one of the best on their on the team. No, I think we're good right now. Um, uh, yeah, uh, give me. Do we want right another beer? I'm right good. Now. I'm only. Yeah. I'm going between. No, you're no, good. You're I'm, I'm just. I'm going between three different drinks right now. I have a coffee, a water, and a beer. Yeah, me so, too. Yeah, and I had, I had a diet Pepsi water. Yeah, why do you only have two drinks over there. What's your I deal? I got three. Uh, yeah, okay, you, you do. All right, we have nine drinks yeah. on the table right now. T- team three drinks. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. Um, what were we talking about? We we're talking about the big guys. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. intrigued about Shaq. Yeah, I think he's the best athlete of them all. <laughs> he's a good. They're all. All three are good kids for sure. And his body. You talk about guys whose bodies have changes. He looks fantastic. But from this year, it would be it would be Stockard, you know, the most likely to play um, big minutes. They think he's maybe the smartest guy on the team, which is crazy to say for a sophomore, but they really trust him. But I don't know. I don't know that I, I – I think all three have potential, but if I'm being totally frank and honest, I don't know that any of the three I look at is saying – Two years from now, you're gonna be fine starting Stockard and Shad as your two bigs. Surely um, someone, I, 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 you know. Yeah. Surely someone out of our front court's gonna take a big next step this year. I mean, he's yeah. got. It's just, it's got to happen. I mean, yeah, you gotta hope so. I in mean, the pressure of, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm gonna leave this. Never mind. I, I don't want to just keep repeating stuff from yesterday that we learned. But you know, the pressure of Trice coming in does put. An extra incentive for you know yeah. Stockard and those guys to, to really bust start, their ass. Yeah. So right. that depth competition yep. is always a good thing. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> um, the next thing I had on there, the the non-conference schedule exponentially better. Yeah. Um, even though I'm going to take another pot shot, Greg Marshall is a little bitch and scared <laughs> to play us. He's um, weird too. Yeah, he is. He is just a All weirdo, and fair. his wife is psycho. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot better. You have some big games on there. Um, and if if you were to repeat last year's record, your seed's probably going to be three or four better just no because doubt. of the non-con. Yeah. So what is the you know one or two games that you have scheduled on this non-conference slate that's going to basically say, hey, you point to this game and say, this, is, this tells me what I need to know going into Big 12 play? I think cop-out answer, but it's the right one. I mean, Marquette, I think yeah. I saw today that Marquette was a preseason top 25 team, at least in ESPN's power poll. They're like number 22. I know they like what they have back, and it's away from home, so I think that'll be a, a great test for K-State. Uh, at A&M, I think will be one that, that shows a lot, too. I, I don't know that a and is going to be – you know, a great basketball team, but we saw them in person last year. Hammer, you know, North Carolina in the tournament, and of course they have athletes, and that'll be good. So I, th- I think those two come to mind for me, and they're probably not real creative answers. And K-State, just like you said, they don't necessarily have to go win both those. It would be great if they did, but the, the schedule in general is difficult enough that they can they could produce a similar result to last year, and instead of being a nine seed, be a, a six seed, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think those two games, uh, particularly away from home, will be ones that probably show us a lot. Grant, what do you have circled on your schedule? Probably Marquette. <laughs> uh, Southern Miss will be another good test, I believe. I yeah. want to say they were a tournament team. I could be wrong. At least they were the year before. Think, yeah, Who the hell they, knows? They, they, Didn't they, they win get, their conference? I want to say they yeah, did. Yeah, they, they get into the tournament every now and then, and I think that'll be a sneaky game. But Vandy and Kansas City is going to yeah, be a yeah, good Van, test. Vandy's George the one Mason, that, for sure. Vandy's the one that I have circled, partly because – I have pretty good seats that game. Me and my dad are going to go. It's around Christmas. I love that. But, again, that Marquette one is going to be a lot of fun, and I might just have to fly up I to think Milwaukee. I, I think we're going to go. I want to see the new arena. All right, if you guys are going to be up there, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Co- we might. Yeah, I know. When is the Marquette game? December, December 1st. Yeah. We've talked about we're it. We're kind of looking December. around, depending on what happens with the, the football team and bowl game uh, or not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be on December 1st either way. But, you know, from a money perspective, if we're not going to spend money on a bowl game, I'm very interested in going to Marquette, and yeah, we could pick you guys up. It's probably on the way, right? Like I don't, I'm pick not good up. at geography, but I mean, it's on the way. We could all go together. We could do a pod in the car for like eight hours. Ooh, eight hour, eight hour car, car pod. pod. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. would be a lot of fun. That'd um, be a good time. <laughs> so, but here, here's another one. Grant, some of Grant's answers really led me to this. What's the game that most fans probably don't have circle on their schedule? 
but they probably should. I, you know, George, George Mason Mason's was a good smart, one, yeah. and I think uh, Georgia Southern, right? Or, that's one. No, Georgia Bru- State, Georgia State. That's one. Bruce's State, not yeah. Southern, because the, you know they run that zone defense. They, I think they were a 15 seed in the tournament last year. So yep. there are so many good, not like mid-major type games that you just weren't playing last year. I think you nailed a couple of them right right there that are going to be really, really big. I mean, and this will be a funny answer considering what you just said, but I, I guess to me, under under the radar is Vandy a little bit. I think people just will glance at that and say, well, they beat Vandy at Vandy last year. You know, they're not that good win in Kansas City. It's not going to be that simple. You know, I mean, they're doing a, they're doing a very nice job, um, Vanderbilt. Of course, Matthew Moyer won't be able to play for them this year, but mm-hmm. it's an example of how they've, how they've recruited um, under Drew. So, yeah, that one I think will be really, really big because that's one that if you lose, the tournament's going to – the committee will view that as kind of a home loss and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah, not a – not a under the radar in the sense you're asking about, but I think some fans who look at the schedule will probably chalk that up too too easily. I just noticed the, the script caps on your phone, Grant, is pretty nice. Thank you, yeah. I appreciate that. Also, you know, we can't forget about the Paradise Jam, um, oh, which has I, a which, possibility of playing but, Missouri. In okay, the final, but maybe, I mean, but. I'm just gonna—that's just not gonna happen because it's you have to pay a subscription to watch it on FlowHoops.com, so it's not—it's <laughs> not gonna be broadcast on TV anywhere. Um, I've really passively I, tried to get invited to that game, and it's not taken. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to Bruce. We're close okay. to them. We'll, yeah. we'll try to get <laughs> yeah, you we're in. Boys with Bruce like, now, I'll so. just ride on the plane in the back. I won't say a word. <laughs> you know, I mean, won't do anything. Just but me. but yeah, I, I that that does kind of like you have all this hype around this season, and the, your preseason tournament's not even going to be broadcast on TV. That kind of sucks. It does. There's no I, I didn't know that, and I wasn't talking about it from that perspective. No, I but. know, but like, yeah, <laughs> beating Missouri is always fun. I hate them. I do hate them. Um, I, I legitimately hate them. And Slavers. I have a quick question. I'm, I'm going to ruin this entire format. No, that's but, fine. So you asked the question about my favorite conference or whatever. Oh, or whatever yeah. I do. Well, like, what would yours? What would yours have been? Yeah, so you, I think all Big A. Did you see you know? mine? Yeah, said, yeah. You yeah. said you said the old Big A. It was easy. My, Answer, yeah, but, so yeah. for me, I, w- I would do the original Big 8. I like that. Then I would have Texas and A&M. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like rivalries. What? I'm trying to, what was no, that? I'm thinking. Sorry. So, so that it wasn't get, about you. Okay, about you? Yeah. so that gets me to 10. And then <laughs> so I w- sensitive. I, w- I am sensitive. <laughs> I'm a sensitive boy. Um, and then I, I would put Arkansas in there. I think that would be a lot of fun. And then I'd do LSU, and there's your so original, Big 12. Original Big 12 trading TCU and Baylor. Is that for, what I did? What did I do? For Arkansas and LSU. I had did a 14 team. I think oh, yeah, you had I had Iowa the original well. Big 12. Kind I think of, Iowa would And I sense. added Iowa Arkansas, I, LSU, something like that. I just don't think that the I conference dropped. dental insurance could handle all the Iowans <laughs> and their messed up teams. <laughs> oh, I don't man. think they could. Um, but I mean, that would be. Fun. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I, don't I dropped like having the Baylor small private schools. I mean, and TCU doesn't bring anything. Baylor's problematic, and Tech is just in tumbleweed country. Yeah, just I kept TCU just because I respect Gary. No, I don't. Uh, I don't want. I don't like small little private schools in my conference. I don't want. I would keep TCU and Baylor out too. Tech, I would want in somehow if I was going to go up to twelve. But oh, I brought I back A and M. Like I love LSU, but I, they're the one out of everyone you guys have mentioned that like it doesn't, doesn't fit, fit yeah. for me. And that's know? fine. I don't but, care. Yeah. But that's just like you know. <laughs> my, I love LSU. That's my own little personal pipe dream. So that's what I do. I want to be able to go to Baton Rouge. Yeah, well, you could go anyway. God. That that would be awesome. Boneheads, send us in. This is the scenario. Send us a, a check and no, then I was just pay for ask, our trip to Baton Rouge. Okay, that's cool, too. But <laughs> I was just going to ask them what their perfect conference is. Only catch, all states must be connected. Yes. You can have between right. 8 and 16. Tweet us in your conference. You um, know Ohio State's rival site? Like, their members pay them, like, I'll get this wrong, but I want to say they donate, like, through you know, GoFundMe or whatever, like $15,000 a year to send them on extra road trips. So there's a precedent for that's fire. So if you guys are listening to this, there's a precedent for giving money to somebody. Okay. So if you want to give the Bosco's money to go <laughs> tell you what it's like to go to LSU on a Saturday night, just give him your gosh dang money. I can say I, damn on know, this show, though. I you can say whatever you want. You can you say whatever want. you want. Yeah. Although we didn't get Bruce to say anything very salty. Curse at all. No. I need to find a clip from that show. There's not too hmm. m- I think I know what it's going to be. It'll be good. Um, so the last one before we get to predictions and then Scott's quick game one. Uh, we all know until something changes, this is KU's conference when it comes to basketball. Uh, but outside of what might be Bill Self's most talented team, what should we expect out of the other you know eight schools? We've been talking about K-State. We know what K's going to do. What's the other eight going to look I've like? looked around because it's, it's funny. I, th- I think there's been no talk about them. You know, uh, It's an all about Kansas and, of course, K-State. 
West Virginia has a different kind of roster from what they've – they still have players. Though. I like Issa Ahmad. You know, they still have Kanate. Yeah. They don't have the guards they had in the past, but I do trust Huggins, of course, you know, and think they'll be good. I love Lindell Wigington at Iowa State. I know you love the Cyclones. You probably have him first, Scott, and then uh, second. No, I, and also <laughs> Hilton is the most overrated bat. I'm not kidding. I've been there four times. There's never once been a time I've been in that arena where I thought this is above I've average. Never, I've never been in a basketball game at Hilton. I'll go this year for the first time, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, you know, it's so underwhelming. T- TCU, I think, still had Desmond Bain. They still have, you know, the guard. Yeah. Jalen Fisher, who they missed last the White year, Mamba. correct. I think they still have Alex Robinson too, so they have a nice a nice squad back. Um, Texas Tech lost a lot. Oklahoma, I don't know. I think Oklahoma State's gonna be pretty rough again. Although we really like Mike Boy- Mike Boynton, but man, their roster's not very yeah. good. Yeah, um, I, I think I think K State and KU are are pretty clearly the best two teams in the league, and that's why you talk about predictions like. I want to be more conservative and say, oh, you know, 11-7, and seven, you know, 12-6, and six, that kind of stuff, which is probably where I end up. But, man, there's some teams in the league that K-State should probably sweep, you know, or, and, and to really help them out because I don't know. Keyword probably. Probably, <laughs> correct. Yeah, I don't know how good Texas is going to be. Um, it'll be interesting to see because I, I, the Big 12 always seems to be a great basketball league, and I'm sure it will be again. But I don't see three or four other teams other than K-State and KU who look like obvious top 25 teams. Yeah, you pretty much nailed what I was going yes. to say, I was going to say, I think Iowa State takes a big jump this year, and TCU is going to be, I think they're a top-four team with Dixon. And I think they'll be good. The talent that yeah. they return. West Virginia is always going to be good with Bob Huggins and the style that they play. They're always going to suck to play against. But we do kind of seem like two clear-cut teams. It's going yeah. to be going through the state of Kansas this year. and It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun times. And uh, now it's prediction What segment. record wins the conference? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that's um, our first prediction. I'm saying twelve and I, I'm saying you're going to have to be at least twelve and four to win the conference. Twelve and four? You mean twelve and fourteen and four? Oh, sorry, fourteen and four. We play eighteen yes, games. Yes, I know. I was going to say I would, I thirteen and five is probably like you get the thirteen wins and you're going to win. I don't think so. I think you're going to need fourteen this year. Gosh, what was it last year? It was thirteen Thir- and five. Yeah, but I think I, I legitimately think the Big Twelve is going to be a little worse than it was last 14. year. That's I, fair. I probably side with the 14 thought. Because of that, I do think there's some – I think there'll be less, you know, eating each other alive, you know, in the middle and bottom of the league. That I, So, yeah, I think I think somebody will have to get to 14 probably to win it. 13 could, though. 13 could. No, I said 14. You guys just misheard me. That's what oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Everyone okay. said 14. So, so that's, <laughs> that's the one. And every single prediction is going to go in cement for rest of eternity. Yeah. So be careful with how you uh, – answer these questions so the first one who's going to lead the team in scoring this year grant some of these are repeat from when we did a you know a quick one with cole, cole. so uh, I mean, you can change your man, he's you good can too. change your ones if you want to but who is going to lead the team in scoring dean wade i think he's legitimately i don't know if he is the best player in the conference but you know with what we know about him it's totally fair for him to be the preseason yeah. player of the year you i mean you can't give it to a player that hasn't played a single game <laughs> in in the conference right. yet, but I do think that Dean is kind of, kind of an unguardable type of player. Um, you know, he can hit from all over the floor. He can drive past you if you're too slow. I have a lot of faith in Dean. I think he's could be over 20 points a game this year. He's yeah. super solid. I'm trying to. I think probably just the fan part of me lower the expectations for for what Dean could be. But yeah, I think he averaged 20 and a half in the Big 12 last year. His shooting splits were ridiculous for a post player. I think he shot 55 from the floor, 44 yeah. from three, and 75 from the line. And he only shot 75 from the line because he oddly missed like his first 10 free throws last that, year. That was the guys, most obscure yeah. thing <laughs> ever. Missed, I'm glad somebody else noticed that. Like, Well, I no, because I, I remember, you know, I was still kind of melting down during Big 12 play right. last year, and I was just like, well, in hell, and Dean Wade can't even hit a free throw. There's no way we're going to go to turn. Right. Well, it showed what a dunce I was. But he shot like 85%. Scott melting down yeah. two games into the season That's is on do, though, right? brand. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it's very on brand for me. But I <laughs> I'm going to break away. I'm I'm still riding. I'm not going to go off of this from when I predicted with Cole. I'm saying Barry Brown leads the team in scoring. He'll I, probably I, take the most shots. And I and I think when it's all said and done, ten years from now, I asked you guys this. I think ten years from now, Barry Brown is going to be the one folks remember. I know Dean Wade is a Kansas kid, but people are going to remember <laughs> Barry Brown during that Elite Eight run. And I I legitimately think it's something that Bruce told us. I think Barry Brown is going to carve himself an NBA career in 10 years from now. He's still going to be playing in the league. He's going to be coming off the bench, but I think he just has the will and the want, and I think when it's all said and done, he's the one who's remembered from this team. He's he, he's a notch ahead right now. I think everyone defaults to Dean, and I do too, but, yeah, I mean, he's he's done more. I mean, they both were you know, I, uh, all Big 12 players last year, Barry's second team, but 
And yeah, he was the guy who hit the shot to beat Kentucky. He was the guy who was that's there the for thing. all those games. And that's the thing about Dean is yeah. you know he's the Kansas guy. He was our best player, but he, but he, he needs the moment. moments. Yeah, he needs the moments. And this I think year. Dean even is. As I cut you off, but Dean defaults to Barry too. You know, I mean, so when you look back at this I team love Barry. historically, it, you got a shot to be right. All right, the next one. Who's going to lead the team in rebounds? <laughs> I would say Dean again. I think he'll just get enough minutes, you know, that he would be the most likely guy to do it. And I think it's I think he knows Dean Wade's not playing for his NBA career. Like he I mean, he know he knows one's gonna be there, but I think in the back of his mind he knows if he wants a chance to be a late first round pick, he probably needs to be a guy who's getting seven and a half, eight and a half boards a game. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> I'll say Trice will fulfill his destiny and he's gonna come in and he's gonna be that, that junkyard dog. Yeah, Bruce. Co- oh, yeah. He was going to be fired up. He, co- he he brought back the junkyard dog. Oh, love it. Um, I, I'm going to say. Did Bruce say boogered at all when you talked no, to you guys? No. No. no use of the word. I love that word now. Boogered. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Dean, too. I think the men. What does that mean? It's like, like nicked injured, up. Injured. Yeah. I'd never, I'd never heard it until I heard him say it in a press conference last oh, year. Now up. he says yeah, it all the time. Oh, I, I've yeah. never heard that yeah. in my life. Yeah, you guys are just weird. A little boogered up. Who's going to lead the team in assists? I'm going to say Cam Stokes. I think he's going to end up I, – I think I am higher on Cam Stokes than anyone left. I think he's going to end up playing 20, 25 minutes a game, and he's going to lead the team in assists. Until he got hurt last year, I think his assist-to-turnover ratio was pretty astronomically good. I think it was around 5-1. to one. He was playing pretty pretty well. I think he's the right, the safe bet. I, I'm tempted to say Cardi, um, but Cam is the – I love I, me some If Cardi. I'm in cement, like you said, this is like concrete, like, yeah, give me Cam. Give me Cam. Barry Brown. Whoa! He's it's just Barry his Brown style, you know. He's a no, drives. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, he's Barry's so Brown, good at getting himself, getting getting himself to the bucket, and I think he's going to be doing that a lot because he's going to be keyed on a lot, and he's going to he's going to get in and dish this That's year. That's the thing. Yes, yes, what players need to get better at. Like there were times last year, it worked out most of the time, but when Barry had tunnel vision galore where he could drive to the hoop and teams were figuring that it was out. literally our offense um, was like well yeah. there's 15 seconds left so let's give it to barry and yep. he's gonna hold the ball at the top of the key and he's just gonna drive he's yep. gonna get buckets um what player when we're sitting here after the parade down points after a national <laughs> championship year but when we're sitting in oh, here in april fun. who are we gonna say made the biggest jump over this season uh i'm, I'm between xavier steed and cartier Chata. I think Xavier, I think Xavier Sneed, and he made a pretty big jump in March last season. But I think you can see his confidence. Like it's a little thing, but like you watch him at Madness in Manhattan, like that guy all of a sudden kind of thinks he's a superstar yeah. with his own X shirt and his own Love X, it. you know that kind of. And I, and I agree, that's not a critical thing for me. I think he's a guy. We talk about guys believing they should win or that they're the best. I think I think he's maybe at the top of that list. So give me Xavier Sneed. Scott, you take it. I'm gonna say Xavier Sneed, but I'm yes. gonna say if I could choose anyone to make the biggest step, I would choose Mac. Because I think we need yeah. him to make that, but I think it will be Sneed. I think it's going to be Cardi. I would I would love to see that too. I actually think Cardi is going to end up playing more minutes at the three than the one this season. I think that's you're a, probably right. That's a uh, off the wall prediction I have. Um, what will be the highest ranking K State achieves in yes, please. Thank you. in this season? AP or coaches poll? What is the highest ranking they will achieve this year? I'm going to say like it just popped into my head, and I'm just going to put it out there one. I think, be, I think there'll be a point of the season where they're, ranked, the, where they're ranked one, the number one team in the country. I was going to say four, so I, I mean, was going to say that as like a off. joke <laughs> almost. But I, I, it's funny, like I never thought that until you asked. It just jumped in my head. I was like, you know what? They're going to start around number ten or so, right? Everyone loses yeah. in college basketball, that kind of stuff. If they get off to like an eight no start, and they, I know that could be tough, they'll be receiving but they votes. They could be number one. They'll Man. be number one at some point this year. You guys are starting to make me a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I made myself Good. nervous with that one. Good. I think we could squeak in top five, possibly, but I'm not going to say one. Yeah, number one. You have to give a number because we're putting this okay. in cement. Yeah, a number. Four. So oh, we're repeating what six, I said. So okay. Say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> four. We're going to be in fourth. All right. How many wins are we going to have, including NCAA tournament? Oh, boy. So, there, you know, 25 last year. Let's do it as an over-under. 26. Over. I would say over. You're as really well. bad at this. I don't think that's crazy. That's not crazy. Oh, I, I, I think, I think they're going to end up with 29 wins. We'll think about it. So if you it's, think they're going to win, let's just be conservative and say they win 11 in the league. You know, win one of the, win two in the Big Twelve tournament. That's you know, 13. How many non-conference you're going to win? You know, like all of them. I mean, all of them. It's no another. I hope so. 29 wins. 
Is that our <laughs> most? That's most. That would tie, right? Didn't we go 28 29 and uh, 28 and 9? I don't know. Okay, 30. Put so, it in cement. So 30. Best would, season like in the that. history of like, basketball. I would say more like 28. I like that. I'll stick with Scott. 30. We're going to hit the 30 mark It's this funny year. that I can't think they win 30 games, but I have number one in the number polls one. at some <laughs> yeah. point. No, so, thir- yeah. 30. Um, what seed is K-State going to have in the big, or in the NCAA tournament? I'm saying a two seed. Damn. I was going to say three. I'm, ga- I'm going to yeah. say a two seed. Everyone's going to be mad, but we're in the Midwest bracket because they're trying to set up KUK State in Kansas City for a trip to the Big 12 yeah, or to the Final so Four. It's going to be like uh, 1988 all over again. I would kill myself. Around, yes, the, yeah. the revenge of 88. Thank God I wasn't like old enough to appreciate what is happening in 1988 because that would have been – I mean, how heartbreaking would it have been to lose to KU in the Elite Eight. Like, I'm glad well, I didn't. And then I watch what happened for the, the national championship. 30 years yeah. in college. Thank goodness I was seven and didn't even know what three. basketball was. Three. All right. Three and then how far are they going to get in the tournament? This is the last prediction before random games. Let's see. I'm going to be a downer. I'm going to say Sweet 16. I was going to say Sweet 16, too, but I'm trying to think out loud. So if I have them as a three, that means they're playing, what, a 14 in the first round. Yep. If they're winning that. Win. Then you play what in the second? A six. Six. If everything plays the seed, you play right. a six. Then you'd play what a two, two in the third. Yeah, I mean, I think Sweet Sixteen as well. Like I, I just think it's, it's maybe just I'm so trying. Hard. Yeah, mean, it's just so hard. Like I'm just trying to lower expectations, probably. But Sweet Sixteen, national champion. No, uh, <laughs> it is Sweet Sixteen. I, I, and I, it, I, I would be, you know, I wouldn't be super the, disappointed. No, give me the second either. weekend yeah. and I'll be happy. So. I think yeah, I will say this. Um, I mean, super positive. If they get to the lead eight, I think they'll go to the final four. Like I know that's we break r- our eight-game losing streak. I know that's I know it's random, but I think yeah, I think you get back to that point. I think what they experienced last year. Of course, the opponent matters. You know, if you're yeah. playing Loyola, if you're playing Kansas or Villanova, like it matters. But I think if they get to that point, I think they'll get to the final four. All right, so that's prediction segments, and now is we're only at forty four. minutes, man. We're we are we're rolling through this, flying right now. Now nine drinks on the table, it goes <laughs> fast. Yeah, you get and coffee mixed with beer, you're like. It's not bad. I never done it before. We're drugged up right now, basically. It's amazing. So we're going to come up with uh, we're going to play a game. Grant and uh, Matt will be going up against each other in all of these. I'm going to lose a lot of these. Matt's really smart. So and and I'm just going to come up with glasses today. I look smarter. I know (laughs) because Grant really wanted to play games, even though he didn't tell us until we got here. So this is what I do. Look, I mean, I'm best at asking questions and coming up with games for. Other people's podcasts or their Q and A blog. Shout I out loved to Kellis, the, I even though he the, doesn't. Uh, come on. What do you give? What was it? Buy, sell, or hold? That was fun, yeah. Man. So I'm gonna do a buy, sell, hold, and these are. Uh, this is gonna be all around a uh, K State athletics as a whole. There's going to be football, basketball. There might be volleyball. You don't know. So buy, sell, hold. Bill Snyder being the head coach in 2019. Uh, I would sell it. I would also sell. I think um, I think I, so. Yeah, to expand, I think I think it's just the most. Li- I think there's too many outcomes where he's not the head coach, as opposed to the you know the one he is. Mm-hmm. The only way he is, I think, you know, is of course they they probably get the season righted, go get win six games, go to a bowl game, and then he feels like they're on the right path. Everything else says he wouldn't be back. So sell. Agree. I'm I'm selling. I mean, there's too many variables that you have to consider that not necessarily are against him, but you know, a lot of variables that that lean towards the change so i'll say sell all right buy. what would you have said i won't do it to every time oh, yeah, no, that's why I, I i would sell i think there's a lot of smoke coming places nothing we're comfortable enough saying on the podcast quite yet don't worry when we do feel that we can divulge some stuff we will talk about it but i've heard a couple um, names getting thrown around you know yeah sabin <laughs> i've heard you know too old too reps old. were too old i don't i don't know that he could win here I will but, say when these guys say they're here and stuff, and like if you guys listen to the show, you probably already believe that, but they really are. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, I, I think it's more often than not they'll ask me something like, "Hey, Matt, have you heard this?" And I would say eighty percent of the time they've heard it before I have. So like when Ooh. they say that stuff, it's not a lie. I you told know? you were I mean, elite. Like it's yeah, just, five, yeah. five star podcast. Yeah. All right, so the ne- the next one is four four and a half. There's a. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Aziz, you have Aziz on. Sorry, on staff. 
You just need to like go look up like a disease like skit. I'm and fairly just read good. It word for word. Oh, I love. I'm fairly good. The bed, my... the bed sheets. One have you seen oh, that? Yes. Like the the hotel luxury yeah, lens or whatever. Luxury <laughs> you just need to go memorize that and read it off, and we'll see I how could, much you sound I, like. I, I 40, saw that, man. This is basically sandpaper. <laughs> right. Oh, it's it's amazing. Um, so this is a five year bond, uh, a Bruce Weber five year bond. Are you holding on to that bond? Are you selling it, or are you holding it? And that's basically saying, will Bruce Weber be here five years from now? How old's Bruce? 62? Yeah, turned 62 today. Happy birthday, Coach. So you, Did the he question, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today's his birthday. Yeah. 62. Uh, Sean Williams tweeted out, uh, happy birthday to Uncle Bruce. Oh, yeah, I know, that's right. Uh, I know Austin Trice calls him Brucey. It might be, it might be his uncle, but he's my daddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, silver, silver Fox. Sell, right? I mean, 67. You know, he's still – you guys – know him you guys have like his energy him, his energy's super high he's on the road recruiting every gosh darn day he probably left your interview and got on a plane actually he was um, doing individual player oh, uh, what a meeting what a slacker then. I'm trying but to think you know, i would sell that if i, I could I look across the board yeah. gosh i'm trying to think of you know other head coaching ages and what is basketball 62 uh, seems quite basketball quite high. Doesn't skew a little older though right i mean yes. football so it, it, I, i'm i'm holding honestly i was gonna hold as well okay, i'll buy i then. do think that bruce <laughs> is an energetic guy i think you know he's gonna retire here in manhattan probably yeah. i think he's after he wins the national title this year though right. he might want to retire you know who knows? That's the thing, though. I I have joked around if like he, if he if, if they he, had a great year, I could see a scenario where he and I. This is not reporting. I have heard nothing. But if only they had a great pure year, speculation. Yeah, pure speculation. Like if they won the Big Twelve and won the Final Four, like I could see him just saying, "That's it," you know, and then trying to hand it I off. Could understand to, that too. to his guy. You know, I mean, yeah. All right, that that brings me to the next one. Buy, sell, or hold. Chris Lowry is the next head coach of K State basketball. I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna hold it. Um, yeah, that's probably smart. Uh, he he did have offers last year to head coach elsewhere, division you know division one schools, and turn them down. I think he I know he wants to be a head coach again, and um, I don't know that it'll be at K State. I don't know because I think he'll get more offers. And again, you could argue whether or not he should be the head coach at K State. He you know wasn't extremely successful at Southern Illinois. There'd be concerns. Um, so hold, but it's because it's possible, but. Well, I just get the vibe that players like him. I know you, you two are boys. Oh, I love him. And I'll, and in a scenario where Bruce retires, goes out on top, then I mean it's the exact opposite scenario you talked about with Snyder going out, where it's right. kind of on the downslope. If you're shooting up, I mean I'm I'm selling because I get the vibe that you know I'm a big Gene Taylor fan. I think he wants to go out and find his own guy. But Probably. I don't think I would melt down if it was Lowry. If you're coming off a Final Four or something like that. I'm 100% with you, Scott. I'm selling because I do think Gene would want to go out and find a guy that was his man and a big name. I don't know. But Gene, I think Gene has pretty high expectations. I Not to too. say that Chris Lowry wouldn't be successful or anything like that, but I I, I, I sell. I tend to lean towards sell. Okay. Buy, sell, hold, K-State basketball as an NBA factory. Rodney Magruder. <laughs> Just got Dude, 20, 20 points. Last night, right? Beasley is, uh, yeah, Beasley's playing with the GOAT. Um, Wesley Wandu's in there. You have Did, jo- some did Jordan come back? Is that where? Oh, oh, yeah. I <laughs> forgot you're an old who likes Jordan. I'm so old. Um, I am, though, actually. But you have, I think, come on, man. three to four legitimate <laughs> prospects on this current team. So their stock is an NBA, uh, you know, a feeder <laughs> team, you know, the <laughs> next NBA factory. Basically, they're junior. They're stock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But no, but this is like a buy, buy low, sell high type situation. I'm, I would buy. It. I'm buying into it. I, I, I think you could legitimately, depending on the season, see three draft picks coming out this year. I'm. I said it on our pod. I think Sean Neal Williams is a future NBA guy, and the way Bruce is getting into rooms now, and then if the NCAA is ever going to stop people from cheating, Bruce is going to be able to get a few more people. And so I'm buying the future stocks of. Case staters in the NBA. I am too. I mean, everything's relative. You know, we're not saying they're going to have you know lottery picks galore the next ten years. But I mean, you're right. They've got a few guys in the league now. Dean's going to be in the league. Barry, I love your. I think I think you're right. I think I think a guy like Avery Bradley's been in the league forever, and I think Barry's very similar player. I think Xavier Sneed can play as a three and T guy in the NBA. I think Sean and Cardi are both guys who could ultimately do it down the line. So yeah, I mean, it's not going to be it's not going to be Kentucky or Kansas or that level. But compared to what it's been in the past, heck, heck yes, yeah. it will. Okay, well then. Shoot. Yeah. 
You know what's crazy? We had Michael Beasley play at Kansas State. Isn't that we weird? We had the number one recruiting class in the nation. Feels like a different lifetime. It's very it? weird you know? when you think about it. I, I still love that man. I'll buy. Yeah, let's do it. Three buys. Ooh, now it's not as fun. Like we're now all in, back guys, like, we're crazy. all in, baby. You know? All right, it, and then we're we're gonna we're going to do a we're gonna end this with a good cop bad cop, mm. and I'll let you guys choose if you want. So <laughs> the scenario we're about to go into, we're still talking basketball. Good cop, bad cop. When it is all said and done, K State fans are going to go into April. The season's over. They're going to be satisfied with this season. One of you has to argue that they will be. The other one has to argue that they won't be. You said basketball, right? Yes. Basketball. Okay. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Bad cop. Okay. Right, Grant. We'll, we'll let good cop go first. Grant. Go ahead, good cop. Tell us arguing that the fans will be satisfied. Will be satisfied. Tell us why the fans are going to be satisfied. Oof. Okay. Fans are going to be satisfied. I think that we're going to play ourselves into a, a better seed for the NCAA tournament. I think we're going to not lose the game in the non-conference. The fan support is going to be better than it has been in a long time. We have very likable players. Dean Wade, Barry Brown, they're, hi- they're highlight machines. I I could use another beer. Um, can I do the shout-out to Tallgrass O'Doul's. Um, O'Doul's. Tap Room? I'll do the Cemetery Gates. Yeah, get to Spooky. it. Spooky. What? Yep. It's spooky season, so you know. How much? How much is in? What's, what's the ABV of that? That one? It sounds scary know, to me, driving. dude. It's a, it's just a German beer. Yeah, but I still it's five. What, what was the name of it again, though? That sounds terrifying. Oh come on! Oh yeah, horror like always looked really scary. You have to say that word slow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm true. Always, I always hate. I kind of slur it, my speech a little bit, so I hate saying that word. And because we don't edit, all of you guys heard all of that. Yeah. Right. Well, that's fine. Okay, but, but Grant, keep talking. Why are the fans going to be happy in April? Oh yeah. <sighs> You're really bad I? at this game. Where was I? All right. They so got players they like. You know, good fan support. They got, they got players they like. The fan support's going to be better than ever. I think we will make a run in the NCAA tournament, and we're going to make a legitimate run at the conference title. I'm not saying we're going to win the conference because it does go through Kansas, and it's going to be they're extremely talented this year. They're going to be tough to top. But I think we make if we make a legitimate challenge, title challenge, and we make a run like if we don't get bounced in the first round of the NCAA tournament, fans will be happy. And Bruce has steadied the ship. I agree with all of that. Um, and we all know that I'm a big Bruce Weber, Chris Lowry, K-State, you know, basketball guy. But to play, you know, the bad cop, here's what's going to happen. And, again, I'm just making this, this up. Um, K-State will get so close to winning the Big 12 and fall just short that people will see it as the chance to have ended Kansas' streak. Um, and when they come up just short, I think people are going to look at it as a as a disappointment. I think it's going to be a classic scenario of when you go into the season, then everyone's kind of like trying to be respectful of their expectations, and they all genuinely mean it. But when K State starts the season seven oh eight oh nine and oh and gets to number one, like I said, they will. Then people's expectations will change. And when they don't win the Big Twelve and have a great season, you know, Sweet Sixteen, twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty nine wins, people will still say, "No, this was our chance, and we didn't get it done." So that's why in April they'll be upset because fans are like that, man. I tend to lean more towards yeah. the bad cop perspective. That's why I took it. Why I, did you? you don't, well, I think why didn't you step up and Did take he it? say that? Yeah, I thought you delegated. No, I called I, for it. He I called it. for it. You should have called for it. Oh, I don't remember. I thought, I'm we, sorry. I thought we would both be better in the other roles, so I thought I'll um, take bad cop. Well, we'll it just seems like, you know, because I do kind of think that that's what's going to happen. No, you got to be good cop. Can't agree with me. Wow, you are. Come on, man. Well, the game's over. The game is now we over. can talk about yeah, why I, I, I think. Well, I do think that people will be if we make a legitimate conference. Push, they should be happy. They should be happy. I agree with that definitely. It's gonna, it's going to naturally hurt if we get bounced in like the Sweet Sixteen. But you know, the the tournament's such a crapshoot. It's all about matchups. You know, you guys got to be happy. You guys drove to Atlanta last year, right? Flew. I flew drove and flew. Oh yeah. How sad were you at the end of that game? Like, oh, super! Yeah. I was. I was depressed. Not happy. Yeah, I got pretty sad too. The, like, there are some other. There's at some the other end of that game, that you mean it. in the first five minutes? How sad was I? Because it was like, oh, this game's over. I, I thought I, I knew in the first five minutes that I, I should I leave. I felt really bad. I felt the same. Like you could just tell. I mean, and this is not an excuse. The entire you know? arena was like against K State too, and like the energy level. Credit to Loyola. Like they had it. Nope. K State. No, fuck Loyola. I hate Loyola. <laughs> yeah. 
Their fans were dreadful. I didn't, I didn't like them. I didn't like their little scarves. I didn't, like, I didn't like their frat star bros that were right behind me. I had like a Michigan a, fan in front of me that was just like the biggest the biggest Loyola fan in the world, and I wanted to kill him. Wow. I mean, yeah, I would agree. Uh, it sounds like a thing to do. I rode around in an in a Uber van with a Kentucky fan lady after K-State beat her, beat her team, and she was kind of nice, but she was like 80 and still kind of mean. She's like, they're just, you know. They didn't My play, Uber they to the well. airport and that like, morning. She was pretty G- condescending. She was. <laughs> the Uber driver in, in that took me to the airport that next morning at 5 a.m., he was wearing a Loyola hat, and Ugh. and I wasn't going to say anything. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was down here, and I was in the arena. I saw, I'm from Chicago. I saw Loyola win. I was just like, oh, yeah, me too. He goes, yeah, how about? I was like, well, I'm a K-State fan. Yeah. It was yeah. bad. You know, and then, yeah, the lady is like, yeah, like you said, super condescending, and I'm kind of like passive, like, well, like, you understand, like, Dean Wade played four minutes, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, you guys lost to K-State without their best players. Not, yeah, Kentucky you know, fans can yeah. all die. That was our mistake is, man, I wish I would have I will say this, taken the at- leap and gone to the Kentucky game. That atmosphere for the Kentucky game was actually very <laughs> underwhelming. Like, we heard for the entire week, oh, like, yeah, Cat- you heard Catlanta, 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 it's going to be unbelievable. And sure, K-State went up like 10 nothing to start the game, which probably helped silence that. It was like that. 15 to 1 or something weird. But it was never like it, it never felt like being I, mean, I don't want to praise Kansas on this, but it never felt like being an Allen Fieldhouse. Well, you know also, what I mean? here, here's and the I thing. I expected it to be like K- that. K-State even like in neutral site games, they play in the Big 12 tournament and even if you're not play, if it's just a generic team, that place is packed and there's energy. Right. If you want neutral courts, there's no neutral court K State can walk into in the country that's going to rattle them because they go through that. I mean, right? They'd played KU in the Sprint Center two weeks earlier. Yeah, I it, mean, and that was a way different environment than. Oh man, that had some all time Scott I Wildcat say, meltdowns how excited, during the first half. How excited were you guys in that game when Sneed threw down the, the alley oop dunk to put them ahead oh, when they were playing without Wade and Brown went, in the went second nuts. half? When they came from like twenty down. Oh yeah, like, I started deleting. Tweets. <laughs> it was it was the hardest I've ever had as a media member of like not losing my mind on press row. Like you know, I'm like looking around, I'm like you guys, you guys all see that? You know, I mean, like crazy. I was in the that courtyard was... of you know the. Yeah, you line. never yeah. actually it, it, go into Big Twelve tournament. No, I don't. Games. I, I yeah. go and I just get hammered and hang out. In my the dad and I, man, since I, since I was a little kid, like I've always dreamed of going to the Big Twelve tournament together, and I've never done it. You know, so I think about your guys' dad pod and stuff, and I talked to my dad on the way in, and I'm like, Dad, just come wear your KU stuff. It's fine. My dad's a KU fan. You know, stay with us, but it'd be so much fun. And I, I also I invited him because I think there's a chance that K-State will beat him. Oh, you know? that would be so fun. So I want the first one to be my, when, when K-State beats him. But. Oh, that would be awesome. Well, Are we going to get one this year? Against KU? I sure think so. Gosh. I like that they play him in Bramlage first. Yeah. That's the first time that's happened in Ever. like five years. I mean, I swear. Like, I think it's nice to not to go it to takes that takes pressure game. off a bit, right. I you think. Don't, you don't go I to that game having to beat them to get a win in the series, you know? Yeah. yeah. Be nice I to, wish it were earlier in the year. Be nice to maybe get that. Third time's a charm and knock them off in uh, right. Allen. Yeah. That would be lovely. I've seen that happen. But I've we're been there. T- were you there and what? Uh, when Wooly did it, yeah. yeah. I was there too. Uh, we could have s- hung out. Some old, like, probably not old, probably 30-year-old KU fan from point-blank range with a half-full bottle of Sprite hit me upside the head, <laughs> and I went down. I'm not even kidding because I, I was down. jumping around. <laughs> I was jumping around happy and all that type of stuff. I got back up, ran over because my mom and her sisters and my grandfather had KU basketball season tickets. My Aunt Julie, shout out to Aunt Julie, she gave me her ticket to that game. Wow. I saw the win. It was awesome. Uh, but there's some stuff I want to talk about off-pod, so I'm gonna we're going to go around, address the boneheads uh, before we sign off. We'll start with Grant. What do you want to say? I was going to tell a story about how I threw a drink at a KU guy. Oh, you could well, say tell it. it was college game day, the college game day game in Manhattan, and we, you know, we lost obviously. Yep. And I was, I was run, kind of like jogging out, trying to beat the, beat the people, and some KU fan just like screamed in my face, like Allen Fieldhouse West. So I was like right by the doors, and I just had this giant full coke, and I just. Faced wow. him right in I the face, snu- slipped out the door, and I was gone. I, I once threw on. a megaphone at Hollis Price for Oklahoma in like 2000. It wasn't my proudest moment, but it felt I really good. I threw a uh, bottle of Mountain Dew into a tuba player from Nebraska <laughs> in 2010. So Chris, we're all Chris Nelson bad. from we're our pod guys. threw a full bottle of water from the 40th row of the K-State <laughs> student section at the Oklahoma sideline in 2000 when they beat oh. K-State. Oh, wow. And it got to their sideline. Like he, Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, that guy's intense. Uh, oh, I sat with him, you know, all through oh, Madness. We sat madness. next to each other, and it was yeah. he's he was cracking me up. Yeah, he's funny. He's awesome. All right, Grant, so you told that story. Is there anything else you want to tell the Boneheads? Boneheads, uh, I love you. 
Matt? I'll work on my Aziz impression, and I'm gonna. I'll, we'll have an Aziz segment, maybe. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's great that there's enough boneheads out there that the show has grown how it has in the last less than a year, and um, it can be bigger. You know, I mean, and a part of it, part of it, I'll be honest, does call does fall in the boneheads to make it bigger. You know, so Scott and Grant do their stuff, and you guys keep promoting them and getting them out there, and uh, it can be bigger. You know, who? I mean, who knows what this could be in three years. We're already uh, very close to about a million listeners. I don't know how much bigger it can get. But I don't know. I yeah. don't disagree with you. You haven't gotten any intergalactic listeners. That could be nice. That's true. We right. we do have a pretty good international following. It's about it's it's about every two weeks I give a shout out to the different countries. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time for that. Um, like you guys said, we love the boneheads. Uh, big thank you to Matt Hall, um, folks. We we've said it a million times. If you're not on KSA online. Um, you need to be. Uh, yes, it's a subscription, but all the boneheads are rich and they smell good. Right. So you need to be a, on his site. It's amazing. And just want to say thank you. I've told him this off air a million times, but when we went to him when we first started this, he easily could have big timed us. You know, pushed <laughs> us away, kept us at arm length, but he embraced us with arms. And uh, you know, it's it's been amazing to have a uh, so, truly a friend now. Yeah, when yeah. he easily could have just you know big timed us, but uh, thank you, Matt. You know. Uh, if you look to the mail in a couple weeks, you might see your recurring guest koozie. So congratulations I on that hitting a that. Lot. Where did I take that somewhere inappropriate? I think I use it in the press box, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, as after your guys's um, the event in the parking lot before, what game was that? UTSA. Texas? Or whoever it was, yeah. I put my coffee cup in the press box in the in the in the koozie, and I thought it was fine. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. Uh, of course. Folks, we're going to get ready for basketball season. Let us know how you want us to do shows for basketball season because we don't We know have no yet. idea what we're going to do because it's so sporadic, the schedule. Can I give you an idea for one that I want to hear? Yes. Off the top of my head, I want to hear you guys record a pod live during a game. And then oh. play it. I mean, I'm not going to hear it live, but I, because like you, it's fascinating. I would that not you, end well. You joke about taking stuff <laughs> off Twitter. Every fan does that. Well, so I think it's fun. It'd be funny to hear a pod where you guys, you know, eight minutes in are like, Dean Wade is trash. Only, and then by the end of it, Dean, like, like, only <laughs> twice in my life, only twice in my life have I deleted stuff off Twitter. It was during the second half comeback <laughs> during the Big Twelve Championship game, and there might be some of my worst Bruce tweets have been erased. I just think he, so. Yeah. I've never said anything bad about Bruce. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, I wanted to say something nice about Matt. I mean, go, go on. Okay. I think you well, need to. I'll just say, you know, Matt is one of the nicest individuals that you could ever meet. Um, and not only that, but he's running a totally legitimate site that has just unbelievable content that's coming out every every single day. So you should definitely subscribe to KSO. And, yeah, you've been very good to us, so Thank we you. appreciate that. Thank you. Should I shave my head? I mean, uh, you could be honest. Like, I'm not sure. Uh, Nats doesn't want me to, but like, I'm bald. I mean, like, right. It, so, right. you're already basically right. But like, so I'm, I'm saying like, not buzz. like shave it, but like take you know like the razor, take the guard off, and it. You would could be just like do the one stubble. Honestly, yeah. if or the you're nothing. gonna do it, go all in. I don't know, man. Like, do you nick your head when you're shaving? Are with you a or something? Mm. Say it. Your head shape's no. fine. You it's could pull okay. it off. It's okay. Right? All right, we're gonna cut this off. Meet okay. me at the Cathead. <laughs>